Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast, and today I had the pleasure of talking to Jasmine Starr. And she is truly just a ball of energy. And I mean, you cannot be down when you're with her. She's, yeah, she's great. She's awesome. Uh, She's also the founder of Social Curator, which I'm happy to be a member of. Uh, It's a social media marketing membership for business owners. Uh, Highly recommend checking that out. It should be a link in the show notes for that. Um, might not be open when you're listening to this, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. And also, she has a podcast, The Jasmine Star Show, which I was on, actually. She hosted one of her coaching sessions, and that was a blast to be on as well. But in this episode, we are obviously we're geeking out on launching. As always, we that's what we do on this podcast, launching, launching, launching. Um, but... You definitely don't want to miss out this one because Jasmine, she is free to open up and share. So she's sharing some some of her worst moments in launching. She shares how she uh, launched her first, uh, or she set up an event for her first time and how that went. And uh, yeah, you, you don't want to miss out on this one. I promise you, there's a lot of good stuff in there. But she also shares a lot of value. You know, it's as is always, it's... It really comes down to don't give up. Don't you ever give up. If you wanted to get to those six-figure launches, that's all you have to do. You need to persevere and just keep on going. That's how simple it is. But anyway, I will not keep up your time. Let's uh, dig into the episode. But first, obviously, I still want to encourage you to book a 20-minute launch chat with me. And then we can quickly talk through you know, what's holding you back from those soon to become six-figure launches so all you have to do is click the link in the bio in not in the bio but in the show notes and you just pick a time and a date that works for you in the calendar and um, then i'll talk to you soon all right let's dig into the episode and i'll talk to you soon have you launched your online course with great success or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry well it really doesn't matter Hi, my name is Ken Wesker, and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. I'm your host, as usual, Ken Westcar, and today I am joined with Jasmine Starr. Welcome, Jasmine. Thank you, Ken. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to nerd out and geek out with somebody who likes launching as much as I do. Oh, who doesn't love that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really honored to have you on the show. Uh, I was blessed enough to be on your show, actually, uh, 
for one of your coaching sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we have to, we have to bring everybody like full circle because Ken, you've been a member of social curator for a while. Um, You're really like powerful. We use you as examples. We love the work that you're doing. We love who you are. And then um, we had a coaching session and members of social curator have to apply to get the coaching and then be featured in the podcast. And Ken, like always just rose right to the top. So now you were on my podcast and I get to be on yours. So I feel very lucky. Thank you. (laughs) But uh, before we start geeking out, obviously, we need to learn a little bit more about you, who you are, who you help, and who you serve, and you, all that usual jazz. So why don't you just take it off from there? Absolutely. So in 2005, I dropped out of law school when my mom had a relapse of brain cancer, and it really just forced me to reconcile like what I was doing with my life. And I think her life empowered me to make big, bold decisions that I wouldn't have otherwise. And at the time, I wanted to become a photographer, but I didn't have a camera. So uh, my husband gifted me a very, very simple beginner's camera. I started a business, became internationally renowned and recognized and won awards for my work. And people were like, how are you building a business? And so I started teaching photographers how to build a business. And then creatives were just like, wait, well, would that work in my industry? And lo and behold, it did. And that kind of brings us to 2017, where my husband and I launched Social Curator, where we empower business owners to build a brand and market it on social media, which works very well hand in hand with the work that you're doing, Ken. So I'm happy mm. our path is crossed. Yeah. Well, you make it sound so simple though. You know, you just got a camera starting out with that and just, you know, boom, <laughs> everything was Yeah. Just well, I mean, I should probably overnight. let people know. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It was like a 12 year overnight success. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um, it, I, I think that, you know, like anything, like, and how sometimes it plays out on social media, there's this tendency uh, to only talk about like the pretty stuff of mm-hmm. business and the pretty stuff of life. I'm happy that we get to have conversations like this that really really open the book to the full gamut. Like for the sake of your listeners, I don't think anybody really wants to hear about how I was like crying at two o'clock in the morning when I did a shoot and I accidentally reformatted or AKA deleted the entire digital card. Yeah, Ken, nobody wants to hear about those stories. Yes, we do. You know? <laughs> You'll be surprised. <laughs> probably, probably. But like, you know, when we start a podcast, we talk about like, who am I and what are we doing? And we can absolutely talk about the blunders, both in the photo world, in the creative world, in the launching world, in starting a business world. There are there are truly 98% blunders and 2% mm-hmm. successes. So I can talk about anything and everything that you would like as long as it's valuable to the audience. Awesome. And you, you know, Ken, you're probably going to hear baby Luna um, screaming in the background. Hey, it's life. You know, it's life, Ken. And I'm a new mom and I'm just like, this is life. And I'm just going to say, I hope the audience doesn't get annoyed. But you know, <laughs> I'm just showing up as me. Yeah, no, it, you know, it's easier for me. I have kids like, that's seven and nine. So when they come in the door and I'm podcasting, it's like, <clears throat> don't. Oh, you give them, you give them the look. Yeah, you I give them the look. You give them a hand and just <laughs> out. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm happy that Luna is nine months old, but I can't wait when she's seven and nine. I can give her the look. Like, <laughs> almost podcasting, get out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, why don't we start off, you know, on this podcast, I like to talk to people about, you know, when they kind of started out with launching the first launches that they did, because I think that is something we don't talk enough about because people like you who's been successful, you also started somewhere and we often hear about, you know, the six figure launches and all that. And that is great. But what, what about, you know, those first launches, how did that go? So why don't you just kind of start us off with you, one of the first launches that you did and how that kind of went. You know, so 
I am assuming, and it might be too big of an assumption, but I am assuming mm-hmm. that your listeners are somewhat familiar with the idea of launching and the idea Absolutely. of having a digital business. Yeah. Um, well, let's just say that your listeners were a thousand times smarter than I was in <laughs> 2016 and 2017. Like, you know, um, in 2016, I had never even heard of the word. Okay, so 2016, mm-hmm. like this is like about four years ago. Okay. Like, you know, um, when we think about this, um, when we think about the vernacular that we take for granted, I had never heard of the word webinar Mm -hmm. and I had never heard of the word Facebook ads. I had never heard of a CPL or an EPL. I had never heard of a funnel. I had never heard of an email management system. Like the list of all the things I didn't know, Ken, like, they far outweigh that. So when you yeah. say, let's talk about your first launch. And I'm like, okay, but I didn't know that I was trying to do a launch when I was doing it. I never <laughs> knew it had a name. And so, um, so like I briefly explained, started off as a photographer, started teaching mm-hmm. photographers and then started teaching um, small business owners and creatives. And I had this idea. Now you're going to sit here and think like, well, yeah, that's basic. But because I had never known that a class you could take online existed. Now I knew that big organizations like Linda and Creative Live, mm-hmm. like I knew that they had courses, but I'm like, no, a, a normal person like me can't do a course like this. This was my thought, but I'm like, I really want to do it and I'll just find a way to make it work. So by this time I had really built out a strong personal brand. And this is where our paths diverge for a lot of people. So I want to first lay the groundwork for um, the mistakes that I made, but then also lay the groundwork for um, pouring into people and building a brand along the way. That was the thing that really floated us. So Mm. I think that our results are atypical, but they are accessible for anybody who's willing to do the work to build that personal brand online. So I had this idea. I want to build a course. Now, anytime you learn about building a course, they will say, do it the most simple, cheapest way possible. Like screen record your laptop. You don't have to be on camera. But because I had never seen any of this, I thought to myself, well, if I'm going to create a course, I'm going to teach people. Well, then what I need is a production studio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you see where this is going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So totally. um, we do two locations. We do one in Dallas, Texas, and one in Los Angeles, California. And I sell tickets to a two-day in-person event Um, Each of these tickets were, I believe, $1,499. Okay. So it was, you know, a two-day event. It was a higher ticket. I was attracting a a person who had already established a business. Mm -hmm. And so we invest a lot of money because not just are we renting the venue, we're furnishing the venue, we're providing food. I brought out a DJ at the end of the two days. Like I wanted champagne, but because I wanted to extend my personal brand, I didn't want cheap champagne. So we bought nice champagne. (laughs) Like, what in the world, Ken? What in the world, right? So we invest. And then, you know, we didn't hire like a videographer or two videographers. We hired a production house to come and record. I'm wow. not even lying, Ken, with nine cameras. Oh. Who shoots their first course with nine cameras? It's like- You were living in the future. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Ken, here's the thing. The ironic part, Ken, is that I have never even closely duplicated what I did <laughs> back in 2016 and 17 because I've learned more since then. But anyway, all that to say, we spent a lot of money on the front end. And mm-hmm. if I could look back and tell myself something then, it would be to start 
so much simpler because far before we even launched the course, we were way under mm-hmm. there. Now, when you want to create a course, you could legitimately launch a full fledged course for less than a thousand dollars. You could probably do it for even cheaper than that. Mm-hmm. But probably. I was way under. And so I felt a lot of pressure to launch this course. And I didn't even know that I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to sell it. I didn't know what to do. And so I uh, came across, I think it was an ad. And there was a gentleman on the internet and he said, are you looking to sell an online course? And I was like, how do they know? (laughs) And he was um, hosting a mastermind. I joined this mastermind and I thought if I invest in this mastermind, I'm pretty sure I will learn how to launch the course. And if I launch this course successfully, then I will make back the money that I invested, not just in creating the course, but in actual the, the mastermind. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the best decisions I made in my business because when I, and again, I had never even heard of the word mastermind. The first time I got together with 20 other business owners, all who knew the words like webinar and lead page and cost per acquisition, like all this stuff. And I'm like, wait, what? I sat in a room and we have these things called hot seats where mm-hmm. you sit in the front and then you ask a question and everybody pours into it. And I will never forget the world's stupidest question. Like you're sitting in a room that you paid a lot of money to go in. And I sat in this chair and it's a semicircle around me. And I said, which lead acquisition source should I use? Like I asked a question at a high level mastermind that is Googleable. Like mm-hmm. I literally was like, what's a webinar? And everyone's looking at me like, how did that girl get in the room? And, um, um, and I say like, clearly it was a miracle. And so when I was going through that, I got the best advice and the best advice they said, don't launch that course. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what? They said that course that you spent, I mean, I'm talking about tens of thousands of dollars. Ken. Like, yeah, like I can imagine. don't launch that course. And I was like, why? They said, it's too, it's too much of a high ticket item. Like you want to sell the course for a, I think, I think it was $1,000. You want to sell that course for $1,000, but you've never done this before. Nobody in your audience is going to buy it for $1,000. And so what we did, and I say we, my husband is my business partner. We quickly pivoted and we created a very, very, very basic Instagram for business course because I had developed a following on Instagram and Facebook and at the time, Snapchat and Twitter and mm-hmm. uh, put together a course. And that was the very first course that we launched. And because I was able to streamline and glean information from other people who had launched, launched so successfully before, and because for the first time we're testing Facebook ads and Instagram, this is the first time that I've done any of this and they're performing extraordinarily well. Um, our first launch far surpassed any sort of expectation. It just blew our mind what we did in that first, and we we did in that first launch. So while some people, you know, they're like, oh, I've had a mediocre launch or I only need $600. I want to, you know, really show both sides of the coin is we did extraordinarily well on that launch, but we're also coming out of debt that we invested for another course. So, you know, like uh, over time, we quickly learned how to scale and really run things streamlined, simple, and with a high profitability margin. But hey, you learn from everything that that you do. Mm, Yeah. And I think that's really important. The thing they're pointing out that that we learn from, you know, every single launch that we do, no matter what the result is, whether that's really good or really bad, but obviously it depends on what we kind of, make it mean to us though. Yeah. Obviously. So true. Yeah. Awesome story. I love that. 
uh, how has, you know, launches changed for you since then? Obviously, I mean, just from that first launch, it seems like it changed a lot. But obviously, a few years later now, things have obviously changed a bit. They have. And I'm, I'm thankful. At the time, I wouldn't say I was thankful for having to try things so many different ways. But like, yeah. you know, uh, because I was so new to it, I'm like, I, I wasn't sure if a webinar launch was the best decision for me. And so I decided testing um, challenges. And then I started testing a challenge plus a webinar. Mm-hmm. And then I started testing private groups with a video series. And like, so for me, I was just doing a bunch of testing. And at the time it felt really frustrating because I'm like, I'm not sure, you know, if I'm doing enough, I'm not sure if I'm doing it right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, what I have found works extraordinarily well for conversions, for conversions, what we have found to be unparalleled is really running a powerful webinar or AKA masterclass of some sort Mm -hmm. and streamlining the communication on that front. Because when we were doing hybrids of a challenge into a webinar, our leads were ridiculous. Like the cost per lead was like jaw dropping. We had so many leads for this challenge and webinar. We're like, we're going to crush it. We're going to break the internet. But you know, in all actuality, when somebody's signing up for a challenge, they really want to challenge. They don't necessarily want the thing that you're selling them. And I think that the way that the internet has shaped is like when you're learning something and you want to go deeper, you're ready to invest as opposed to, I want to quickly have a transformation in a five to seven day challenge. And, oh wait, you want to sell me something at the end? So -hmm. what we noticed is when we did split conversion, so we were uh, split testing ads just to the challenge and we were split testing ads just to the webinar to actually see what was converting. And then like hands down, um, you know, launch after launch, a webinar was still the most effective for us. Yeah, exactly. I was going to point out that, that, you know, webinar obviously worked really well for you guys and challenges might work really well for somebody else. And uh, I think that's a big thing that people need to think about, you know, just because somebody's saying, oh, you need to do a webinar. Oh, you need to do a challenge. Oh, you need to do a video series. It doesn't mean that you actually have to, but you need to figure out, you know, what works for your audience, what works for you, Um, yeah. Wouldn't you agree on that? Oh, a hundred percent. I should also note that not only did we do just the webinar and then just the challenge and then a hybrid of the two, we also did a video launch, like a video Mm -hmm. series launch that went over a month when we also did a live video series launch, which means that I would go live as opposed to a recorded video series inside of a Facebook group. And so I'm super stoked and excited now having experienced it to say, oh, well, I've discovered what works best for me, but mm-hmm. genuinely like, what's your power play? If you're really good on video, then you should do a video launch. If you're really good at keeping people connected and adding the pressure points strategically in a challenge, that's a hundred percent what you should do. So there's not a right or wrong for each person. Exactly. And, you know, did you, um, when you tested out these different things, did you test them out one time and then kind of switch over to something else? Did you test it a couple of times to see if it's actually something that doesn't work? So uh, to the best of my recollection, we launched by way of a webinar and then we did a challenge 
And then after I saw that the results, it seemed like they weren't the same conversion rates were not the same. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, maybe if I combine the two, then I'll be able to get the thing that I want. So we tried a combination and then yes, we were putting large gaps in between. I have never launched more than three times a year and I'm not an affiliate for anybody. So we were really trying these out, um, in, in cycles of around four months to put Mm -hmm. enough space in between, um, now with social curators, since we're in closed enrollment, we're launching twice a year, but we are considering moving to open enrollment and testing evergreen methodology, which we have done before. So it's like, when I talk about launching, Ken, <laughs> we have tested it. I love that. Yeah. And I think that's really key as well when it comes to launching that you test things, you know, treat your launch as an experiment, figure out or go in with open eyes and think, you know, okay, what can I learn from this? What can you know we need to look at you know what worked what didn't work then kind of move from there instead of just you know throwing spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks absolutely absolutely um so launches obviously is a huge part of your business how important are those for your business well um like I mentioned at the point at the time of this recording, we are in closed enrollment. So our mm-hmm. launches are tantamount to growth. So um, the nature of our business is MRR. So monthly recurring revenue. So it's dependent on people staying in the membership. And then in order for us to grow, we really hit it hard twice a year. So launching is the vehicle. Launching is the mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to, we try to not, put all of our eggs in that basket. We have to first and foremost express gratitude for what we have and not be attached to the outcome of a result from a launch, but um, they're massive for us. It's how we move the needle in social theater. Mm-hmm. Have you done any other ways of uh, revenue streams in your business than launching? Um, how do you mean? Explain that to me like I'm five. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, well, if you, you know, you launch obviously to, generate the income for your social security or whatever it is that you're selling, obviously, but has there been any kind of different way that you done to, you know, attain more revenue in the sense of, did you just uh, do outreach to people or in some kind of email list, maybe just sending out emails with them? Yeah. Well, that take me. Counts got all. it. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Thank you for <laughs> No, thank you for explaining that. Um, so, um, I started off as a photographer. So my, my Mm -hmm. sales experience was dealing one-to-one with a client. And then I had to understand and change my methodology and approach when I started working in the luxury and high end, um, uh, high end market. So I learned sales and like the psychology of why somebody buys like very hand-to-hand combat. Like I was learning as I, as I, as I grew. And then I realized that over time, far before I even thought of being in like the marketing space and, and online, it was super important for me to really understand like personal connection is a thing that has a transformative effect on a business. And so for me, I was creating what we call a content ecosystem. If there's all these moving pieces that are ultimately pointing, pointing to the point of sale. Now, point of sale when you're dealing just with one-to-one customer is different than the point of sale when you're doing something for a launch. But Mm -hmm. the mechanisms and the methodology are identical. So what happens is in between that point of sale, I am doing as much as humanly possible to create personal connections. Now, then we have to take a step back and understand like how are people creating personal connections? Well, some people feel very personally connected when I'm sending them a weekly email. 
which I do. Some people feel very connected when they get to watch a YouTube video. So I'm posting there two to three times a week. Some people feel very connected to me on Instagram. So I'm posting every day. Some people feel really connected when they get to connect with me live because it's unpolished and it's unvarnished and people want to see like, does she really know her stuff? So if I know that people connect in different ways on a personal way, my objective as a business owner is to do as much as humanly possible to drive the personal connections. So we absolutely have an email strategy. When we are not in open enrollment, I am sending emails that are very specific to the psychology of the customer we want to attract. That mm. is letting them know again and again every week that what they're doing is working, not to give up. This is like a loving kick in the pants. We share tips and tricks and we give them like resources. What are we doing? We're keeping the audience warm so that when we do send them an email with a sales opportunity, and I hate even saying a sales opportunity. Sure, in the business world, it's sales. But what I believe every time I send an email, it's a transformational opportunity. Mm, and I look yeah. and I treat it as that. And then same thing for Instagram. People are like, it just takes so much time. And I'm like, yes, but I believe that we have to choose our hard. It is hard posting every day on Instagram, although Social Curator makes it easier, but it's a discipline. But you want to know what's also hard? Not getting sales. Like choose your hard. So, you know, I'm a little rough around the edges, Ken, you know that. I'm like, yeah. I'm like a Latina who will tell you how it is. So the cultivation really is coming in a 360 approach with our content ecosystem that's give, give, give. And then when we go into open enrollment, AKA our launch, it is a hard ask. Mm -hmm. And would you say that, you know, throughout all that process, um, your messaging with that, is that geared towards whatever it is that's coming down the line with the launch maybe? Um, so we have in, in issue 19 of social curator, we have like the promotional launch calendar. So it's like a 30 day approach to really prepping your audience. Now we created that 30 day launch social media calendar on the assumption that if you're a member of social curator, you aren't like going absent on social media. Like you aren't just using social media as a sales pitch. So we teach people on what are we trying to do? Create personal connection and cultivate real authentic relationships so that when you get into your 30 day launch calendar, people feel like it's an extension of something you've already done. So mm -hmm. um, the methodology between that, it's a four week breakdown. We have the warm up sequence. This is when you are reminding people what it is that you do. So Ken, you're a launch coach and a launch strategist. Like you're just reminding people, you're not selling, you're not promoting, you're not doing anything. You're just reminding them. This is what I do. And every single day that week, you're reminding people what you do. Then you get into the nurture sequence. This is actually accentuating a pressure point, AKA a desire that your dream customer wants, which in this reality is probably somebody who wants to launch and launch successfully. You're not selling, you're not pitching. You're just saying, what would it look like for you to have your first five figure launch? What would it look like to have a six figure launch and have it be fun or stress-free? What are you doing? Nothing. You're just saying, oh, ideation and pressure points. Week three gets into a specific ask. What do you want that, that, that person to do? We call this like our, our open, our open sequence. Most mm. of the time you're going to ask people, join the challenge, join the webinar, join the video series. Like this is where your hard ask of let me present you value. So then you can then make a decision. And then week four, we call this our closing period. Like even if you do not close the doors to your course or your event, it's very important that you put a timeline or a time frame with expiring bonuses or anything along that nature to make sure that they are making a transaction. Action. So that's the four week sequence. I love it. Simple. <laughs> you know, we try our best. Yeah, exactly. Um, so obviously building connections, um, whether that is, you know, social media, emails, whatever it is, that's obviously very important for you when you do your launches. 
Is 100%. it, is it the most important thing that you do? You feel? Yeah, because, you know, success from a launch is predicated on what you do before and after the launch. It's not in the launch. Like mm -hmm. oftentimes people feel disappointed with the result or an outcome from a launch. And the thing that my mentor always tells me is, did you do everything you possibly could to get the result that you wanted? And if the answer is yes, I did everything, well then there truly, there is nothing more that you could have expected from yourself or the universe. However, if the answer is I could have done more to cultivate the audience before. So they just didn't feel like I was posting once or twice a week. And then all of a sudden in a promotional period, I'm showing up every day to sell to them. Like if the answer is that, then the, then, then your takeaway from that launch isn't you suck, you're terrible or your course or your product isn't good. Your takeaway is you need to cultivate those relations far before the launch to actually make it a success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So obviously the launch runway, as I call it, is really key. Um, in my opinion, though, it's not only that, but when it comes to messaging and the offer as well, you know, if those two things are not working, things might actually not go the way you want it to go, obviously. Uh, how are your, what are your thoughts on that? Well, of course, you know, like the, the sliver that I believe I can talk about with confidence is the promotional aspect of the value, AKA your webinar, your challenge, right? So that's where I believe I am a specialist. What mm -hmm. I am not a specialist in would be um, really advocating how it all works together. Now, it does all work together. You have to have a strong message and you actually have to have like a product or a service or a course that is highly valuable and something you can deliver on. Like to me, a hundred percent. I don't necessarily think, think I'm in the position to talk about that because I made so many mistakes around messaging leading up to the messaging that we have now. I kind of was just like, well, I felt like it was the filled of dreams. Like if you build it, they will come. And it's like, <laughs> you could build it, but if you don't know how to explain it, they're never going to buy. So we had a really, really like rough patch of us trying to articulate what social curator is because what I didn't know then, which is what I know now, is that we are putting something into the marketplace that never existed. Mm -hmm. Now, we have seen like offshoots and copycats of Social Curator, but like prior to Social Curator, the idea that somebody every single month would be getting a brand new monthly marketing plan, like exactly what to do on social media that month, that you would have access to lifestyle images that you would be able to use on social, that you would get 30 caption templates that are fill in the blanks so that you know what captions to write, that you get your Instagram story templates so you know how to get engaged. Like, so this whole like beast. So when somebody was like, oh, so what is social character? Uh, uh, you know, my messaging in the beginning was like, you know, you know, like it was just like, well, it's like, once you get in then you'll understand, yeah. which clearly was not the message because somebody's like, you want me to pay you how much a month? And then you're not, you can't tell me what it is. So now we've gotten super granular, not just about the things that we offer, but talking about the transformation. And I think that, that mm -hmm. has been a big, big, big game changer. Absolutely. And I think, you know, with messaging, it's like you said, you know, we kind of start out being a little bit wobbly, not sure what it is, but messaging evolves over time and it gets better and better the more you learn to know more about your own product offer and the more you learn about your audience the people that you're trying to get on board with your offer obviously 
A hundred percent. And so I think the biggest takeaway, if anybody's listening now, be like, yeah, I can, like I tried launching and it didn't go well. And I'm just like, welcome to the club. <laughs> there are very few people who have launches that are just like, it was so perfect. I didn't have to change a thing. Like it doesn't happen. And, and I believe, well, actually I don't believe, I know the more you do it, the more you dial in the thing that you want. Like the mm-hmm. only reason why I feel so strongly and, 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 um, capable to speak about this is because I've done it so many times. And I think that has become a game changer for us. Yeah. Actually, you know, creates clarity, obviously. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Um, what is your most memorable worst moment uh, when you're launching? What is the, like the worst thing that's happened for you when you're launching? Cause we oh, know that things happen when we're launching, you know, of course. things never goes perfect. No, of course not. Of course not. I mean, there's like a few that jumped like the pop top of my mind <laughs> is that like, um, so at the time we were using zoom mm-hmm. and, um, to, to broadcast our like live class our our webinar and somebody on the team upgraded our zoom account to accommodate. We had, I think there was like 10,000 people who were wow. signed up for this one, for this one webinar. And she said, Oh yeah, I upgraded our zoom to accommodate it. But apparently, and this was a couple of years ago that it was like a two click check to make sure or something. This is what she said. <laughs> you don't know. That, <laughs> no, because what happened on the webinar is I'm sitting there and I'm talking for like 10 minutes and it says 99 people. Oh wow. And I'm like, really? 99. And I'm, and you know, as an instructor, as an educator, you're looking at this and you're trying to move forward with the education and you know, mm-hmm. something's not right. And you're waiting because you're just like, when's the X going to fall? And my, my, my husband, who's my business partner, is sitting off camera and I hear him clacking away at his computer. <laughs> and I'm just waiting. I'm just like, oh my God, what is happening? And so we come to find out that the account wasn't upgraded. And so we had 9,900 and or 9,900 people who couldn't get on the webinar. And so our customer support is flooded with requests. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Do I continue teaching? Do I stop? Do I make everybody come back? How long is it going to take for us to upgrade? And I remember thinking, what a freaking squandered opportunity. It was like, I wanted to be so pissed and I wanted to cry and I wanted, like, I, you feel every feeling oh, yeah, I can imagine. and then you're all trying to be like enlightened. Like this is happening for me. I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be learning a lesson. <laughs> and all I want to do is like karate chop the person next to me. But, um, you know, you, you live and learn from, you live and learn from that lesson. And, um, we paused the webinar for uh-huh. like 10 minutes to which I died. I'm just sitting there talking in camera. And what I didn't, what I didn't realize then was that the, the feedback we got from the people who are watching was like, it was so incredible to see somebody having to deal with such a massive disruption as a business owner. And then you just like, they're like watching you having to deal with that in real time taught us something. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. eh, it's not all lost. So about um, 20 minutes, like 15, 20 minutes later, we were able to accommodate everybody we, we upgraded successfully, but not everybody came back. Right, so it was of kind of just like, it was like it was lackluster. We ended up getting like a thousand people, which, Hey, is like incredible, but like yeah. not anything to what we had wanted. And so then, you know, I went on social media and I said, we made a mistake and we apologize for anybody who didn't be there. We're going to have another class later today, if you would like to join us. And so um, going out on social and just admitting your mistake um, was a great thing for us. And, you know, we rebounded the best we could and hey, lesson learned and want to know what? We're never going to make that mistake again. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. That totally reminds me of the first webinar that I did actually. And uh, 
the whole in the in, in our entire block you know we lost power so i'm sitting there with no internet no lights no nothing no way to communicate to people that you know i lost power and uh <laughs> i had to figure out on the spot okay i have my iphone okay i can you know use the 3g to through the uh, internet on the laptop and i'm sitting there just just with the light from the laptop and just getting back on okay <laughs> i'm dying for you i'm dying for you but you know the way to rally way to yeah. show up despite everything that's amazing yeah you have to think on your feet for that one for sure of course of course <laughs> uh, if you're going to round this up with you know any last great tips for people who are ready to get out into launch world obviously um what would that be being okay being okay with launching your your worst launch ever. Mm-hmm. Like it, just imagine, just imagine your worst launch. And oftentimes it's never as bad as you think. But let's just imagine, let's just imagine it is your worst launch and like all of your worst nightmares became a reality. If you sit with it and you let it soak in and then you say, I'm okay to move forward. Move forward. Move forward fast do it dirty, do it scrappy, just go. Because if you make the decision that you're okay with whatever's on the other end, go, 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 stop thinking, just do. And then when you come out on the other side and you're like, oh, well, you know, it wasn't great, but it wasn't (laughs) as bad as I thought it was, good, go again. Go hard, go again. Do it scrappy, do it messy, do it fearful, do it doubtful, just do it. Because it's only in the process of doing that you will ever understand the art that is launching and the psychology of what it is you're selling. And the only way that you move closer to your dream is facing your fears head on because everything that you want is on the other side of consistency. Do you have the chutzpah and the courage to be consistent to promote your business? If the answer is no, no biggie, it's all good. But just tell yourself, I'm too scared for that. I'm not ready for that. Totally fine. Zero judgment. All good. But if you are not okay with dwelling from a place of fear and not getting what you want, if you say that, then buck up. It's time to do it. Go hard and go fast and have fun along the way. Yeah, exactly. And you learn so much from each launch that you do, and you will improve on every single launch. So it will only get better. Just don't stop. Yes, it will. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Uh, so I want to just, uh, when is Social Security opening again for next enrollment? Um, you know, Ken, we're adding a lot of amazing features. And I made the decision. I told the team, I said, you know what? Our users deserve, number one, first access to all of the features. So be prepared. It's, they're mm-hmm. going to be good. And then number two, I need to position it as the value add. And that comes with time and messaging. So instead of getting on a podcast and saying, this is the day, I'm like, uh-uh, we're mm-hmm. going to get our butt in gear. We're going to figure out what it is to present value to the end consumer. It will come in quarter one-ish <laughs> of 2021. <laughs> Somewhere around there. Yes. Yes. All right. And you also had a podcast, which you mentioned early on. Uh, yes, the Jasmine Star Show. I would Jasmine be honored Show. if y'all y'all can check out the coaching session that Ken was on. It's called mm-hmm. the Jasmine Star Show. Yeah, and we'll look up uh, to both Social Security and um, the, the podcast show in the show notes. Thank you. Uh, and where can people find you, by the way, on the internet? You can find me on all social platforms at Jasmine Star, and you can also find Social Curator at socialcurator.com. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And we had a lot of fun talking about launching. Thanks so much. You're the best, Ken. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. 
Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.